Hello, this is Wine Down the Fells. Let us take a moment to drink down our emotions and appreciate life. Hi guys, welcome to another episode of Wind Down the Fails. I'm your host Nasubo and I know it has been a minute. I have been so busy with work and school and everything. It has just been hectic for me and I'm really trying to find the time to do this for you guys. But I promise I'm going to have two episodes back to back and then we catch up after that, right? So... And today we're going to have a very short episode because I have exams next week and I have to study. So I don't think we'll spend more than 15 minutes on this episode, but I do have something prepared for you guys. I was, yeah, today we're going to do a book review with me. Oh, let's say I had, I had already done that, the book review. So we just have to go through the notes, the short notes that I took. And I know many of you have had or maybe read the book, The Mountain Is You by Brianna Waste. So I've been reading this book for the couple for, I think this is the second week. I haven't finished it yet because I am reading like three other books. So, but it is a, it is a very nice book. It is a self-improvement book. It, yeah, it's a nice guide to just how to cope with life. So I took, uh, I took some like, I think seven, seven notes down from the book. I've. When I saw my online phone, so sometimes it's very hard for me to not down everything I want. But I made sure I not down the important parts. And this, this, everything I'm going to tell you probably came from one chapter of the book. But I promise you, it is something good. <clears throat> so, let us just start the first note that I took. And we're going to discuss it in length. There is a difference between passionately committed and feeling obligated to outperform everyone else. One is healthy and the other is not. This, this point talks about work. The people overwork themselves. So it says there's a difference between passionately committed and feeling obligated to outperform everyone else. And one is healthy and the other one is not. I tend to avoid feeling things by working too much. I know many people do that because sometimes when you keep your mind occupied, it it makes, yeah, you avoid feeling so many things. You avoid thinking about your misery and what. And I think sometimes it is the best escape. But I don't think that avoiding our emotions should be the way we deal, should be the way we cope with life. I think when we have something that is bothering us, we should not hide from it, but rather face it and deal with it, Right. That should always be the way we do things, by the way. Because I think the the more we avoid things, the more they just build up and build up and become more and more alaful. Now, imeshakuwa too much and you cannot deal with it anymore. And now you cannot focus on work. You cannot do something productive because you have let the emotions build up. Because kama kuna kitu, I always really understand. I have come to learn, I have come to understand is that when you feel something, just sit with it listen to it make sure you understand why it is there and talk to it yeah i release it if you feel sad sit with the sadness talk with it listen to it and when it is time to go just let it go that is the easiest way to deal with any burdening emotions you have in your lives and i believe that works in every other way, by the way. And life is a roller coaster, right? So we can't always be happy all of the time. And what is the point of being happy all, 
all of the time either way yeah we have to deal with those things so i think overworking ourselves is not really the cure for not feeling too much no overworking themselves we tend to we're avoiding we're avoiding these feelings and they will build up and they will become so they'll become a mountain and it will be so hard to face it when the time comes when the actual time comes so i think we should work on them in bits that when it comes you settle this when the next come you settle this so that at the end how to build up of emotions you don't know how to resolve right so yeah so yeah i think that is it i'd say about overworking so there is a difference between passionately being committed to something and feeling obligated to outperform everyone else passion is different from feeling obligated to outperform everyone else because you just have to do something better than everyone else you have to feel something inside you for you to feel better than everyone else right mm -hmm. then the second point is things will not make you feel more secure and god i'm going to say this that i have learned i have learned this the hard the very hard way to be honest, you know when you start, I know when you start, ukianza maisha sasa. There's so many things you're going to desire, so many things you're going to want, and I've also been reading this book back to back with us in Aitwa, the myth of happiness. And in this book, Walkona Sebo, that sometimes we imagine ourselves being so happy when we achieve something, when we get something, that we tend to forget we actually we actually will not reach that that amount of happiness and that quantity of happiness that we think we will so you think that kishon kianda ni buy this thing this fridge amanini i will be so happy i'm this phone just know that nikishaba iphone i will be so happy and what and imagine that is never the reality of things because you'll just buy it and you'll not even feel that thrill so much it is why sometimes i think i remember in high school after i finished my form four exams i used to think of how i would be so happy when i'm done with high school and when that day came and just i just finished my paper and we were walking down the pavement with my friends and now we we're chatting and i was telling them you know i actually never thought i would feel like this i thought it should be something i think i would feel something something more how should i say it something yeah it would be big i would be so happy but the joy was not that much that great it was just a passing fleeting feeling maybe i felt happy for a second and then things just went back to normal because life has to go on right so yeah so we always imagine ourselves being happy after we achieve things so we set a goal in our minds and then after we reach that thing we feel the happiness for a for one moment or a second and it just passes because life is just full of fleeting moments that are never waiting for us so these feelings they come and they go just the way time does yeah so yeah i understand that very very deeply and i think now that i am i think i would say i am growing in my life i am trying to pick the pieces i'm trying to do the things that i want the things that i love i'm trying to achieve my goals i'm trying to buy the things that i feel i need in my life more the things i always prayed i would have i remember last year a time like this when you would tell me that right now i would be in my own house i would be doing this and this and this i'm telling you i would have imagined i would be so happy but that is not really the case because now here i am with all these things and i am happy that i have them but it is not the ha but it is not the the how should i say it <laughs> It is not the fullness 
of having the, these things that makes life better or more pleasurable no it's not i just have them and i feel good that i did achieve something like that but life has to go on and there are many things and there are other things that i want now life is growing and i have to outgrow these things because now that i have this maybe nikisha advance i will want something better and better right and now let's just think of it this deeply because I don't think a human can ever truly be satisfied with what they have in lives. I think the more you achieve one thing, the more you want to achieve other things. And this is the reason why in many movies, in many stories, in real life circumstances, we come across stories where this person was a thief and they arranged a bank haste or something that's going to make them so rich. And after they did the haste, they went away with the money and you and he or he or she believed that after they have gotten all this money there is no need for them to work again but now because they have this urge to satisfy a certain need inside of them they continue stealing um, and they continue yeah they just go on with the kind of life that they were used to because they still want to feel that void inside of them and now when when you ask them why did you do this and they said you know life has to go on and now that i had achieved this thing i saw something else that i also wanted to achieve and i could not just i could not just stop and just watch as everyone else went down in their lives because my life could not also stop i also had to go on and do this and that and i think that is the most a realistic feeling i feel it i know many of you have felt it and i don't know if you understand me i don't know if i am capable of, of of explaining this the way the way you guys can easily decipher it but i hope you get my point i am listening to music some music i always used to write it's called it's a dark academia aesthetic and this is experienced by Ludovico, I, I don't know that name, Daniel Hope and Vichuoso Italiani. I find my dudes nowadays gravitating towards things that are just so calming to the soul, like listening to such kind of music, listening to just some some instrumentals, listening to listening to piano sounds, listening to some guitarist, some acoustic music. Yeah, they're just so nice. Anyway, that aside, to the next point. One of the most essential tenets of modern wisdom is the idea that deep down you know the truth about everything in your life, by extension, your future. How true is that, man? Guys, I want you to reflect back to the time you ever did something so, so, so bad in your life. Something that messed you up. Something that you knew was a mistake. Something that was a mistake. And before you even began doing that thing, you knew it was a mistake, but you still wanted to do it because that is just the human nature. You still want to do this thing because you want to, to you have some kind of doubt inside. You want to prove yourself wrong that no, actually it is going to be better. I'm actually it's going to be worse. So we always know everything about our lives. Honestly, I believe in every situation I have ever kept myself inside in. I had something that told me to flee something that told me this isn't for me but i wanted to assure myself that you know what no i wanted to prove myself wrong so i stayed ama i did this thing but i knew it was wrong but i still did it because i wanted to prove myself wrong oh god i mean life is just so it just feels so many theatrics man you cannot even understand it it's just a whole 
a whole psychological conundrum that it is just hard to understand, man. But anyways, I always believe that you know everything. And that first voice that you always have inside your mind, man. That voice listen to it listen to it man at a common you just listen to it and when it tells you to stop doing something when it tells you to stop going to this place when it tells you to stop seeing someone just listen just take it and when i related to honestly my 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 uh, relationships i would attest to this because i knew I think every relationship that I've ever had and it never worked out. I knew at a certain point that this is never going to work out, but I stayed because I wanted to give this person the benefit of doubt. And the second I did this, the size of the the proof came, eh? The whole thing came tumbling down on my feet, man. And now everything was just so bad. Anyways, I think yeah, let's just listen to the the instincts we always have, and you're going to talk about that. There are a few, there are a few notes about instincts. I would say that this main book review, that this main this main points, the main points that I have here are honestly about instincts, trusting your in, instincts, trusting yourself. So yeah, so one of them was I'll repeat this point again, and maybe you can note it down or just yeah, note it inside your brain. One of the most essential tenets of modern wisdom is the idea that deep down, you know, the truth about everything in your life by extension, your future. You fucking know, man. You know. <laughs> you know. Okay. So, on to the next point. Instincts are not feelings. It is something you naturally do. Instincts are not, are not feelings. And I think the more we took here and acquired this next point, you'll understand what I'm trying to say. That, yeah, I'll let me not dwell in that. So, yeah, and then the next point says that feelings do not inform you of the right decisions to make. Right decisions create the right feelings. So if you'd understand now, Tuneza, try and differentiate between instincts and feelings, in that feelings do not inform you of the right decisions, you cannot feel that, you know what, this is going to be right and this is going to be wrong. But the right decisions you're going to make, when you sit inside those right decisions, when you sit inside those things that you've done, then you'll come to realize that this was this is actually the right feeling that I wanted. This is what actually what I wanted to feel. I mean, this is not what I wanted to do. This is not the choice I wanted to do. That should not have been the choice I wanted to make because I didn't want to feel like this. Let's just say picking friends. Let's take this simple example where you have two friends. Where you have two friends and you have a decision to stay with a friend that you deeply care about, you deeply love, but they don't care about you. Alafu. You have a choice to make a new friend and yeah, maybe create another new relationship with this friend because you know the thing about the beauty about life is you can be someone different to every single person you meet, right? So yeah, you have another choice and instead of going to, no, instead of choosing the new friend you choose your old friend and inside this friendship you realize that the pattern goes on and go, goes the pattern continues the feelings that you used to feel like actually this person really doesn't care about me as much as i think they do and what it just it's still there yet it has changed anything then you'll understand that you know what i did the i did the right i chose the wrong decision so yeah that is just that is just it about life. So, 
So feelings and instincts are way too different. And you know, instinct is always that first gut feeling that you have. That first voice that always just says, when you miss a person, and you just, when you just meet them like this and you see them, I think you always know something about them inside your mind that you want. And then the more you talk to them, you want to know whether what you, you know inside your mind is right or whether it is wrong, right? Uh, so you can feel something and not act on it. Guys, it is very human to have a vast pool of emotions that you feel like either so overburdening and so hard to bear and you want someone to listen to them and you want someone to to understand all these things that are going inside your your mind inside your brain inside your what but sometimes it is just okay to feel things and feel them on your own and just then let them go and release them you don't have to act on them man because yeah, in the context of relationships again. And friendships. When someone treats you badly, guys. But you love them. Because I do believe that you can love someone deeply and wholly, even though they are the most horrible person in the planet. You can you can just yeah, you can still love them. Because people are just lovable, man. People have the, the downsides and the upsides, people have the good thing the good parts about them and the bad parts about them but it is what makes us human right so and i i think i did say this again that's the fact that people really love this enemies to lovers trope is because we are obsessed with the idea of someone seeing the worst version of you and still being able to choose you time and time again being able to choose you because yeah they have seen everything about you and i think what scares our scares us in relationships is that we want to get into this but you know this person has a whole picture of you of how they think you are of what of yeah of what they think you do how yeah they just have this whole different idea of who you really are but then there are these this this other version of yourself man that you are not very proud of that you just have it you just have this side of you because it is human to have the side of you that is not very is not very humanly but it is what it it is defected it is flawed but it is still there because it is what makes us human and we are scared of getting into a relationship getting into a commitment because we think that when this other person sees this side of us they are not going to love us anymore and it just keeps us from being our true selves. Now we are afraid to show who we really are to them. And I don't think that should ever be the case in love, in, in case you love anyone, when you're in a relationship, when you are in a friendship. No, man. You should not be scared of of being yourself, of knowing yourself. And I think now the more the relationships, the relationships progress and the more this person gets to see the bad sides of us and they come to learn who we are as a human, as a person, either they gravitate towards us or they pull away from us. And we just have to sit with the feeling and embrace it. So mostly we are scared of that feeling that maybe they will not gravitate towards us more because now they will see us as an animal or as not as very human and they'll pull away instead of actually looking at the brighter picture that you know what maybe they will see these parts of me and they will understand that i'm human and they will stay yeah so 
I think that when Nimesha and I, Nimesha stray away from the point, but the point I was trying to say is that if someone treats you horribly, or if let's about from the two contexts, you are breaking up with someone and you broke up because for a probable cause, because maybe they cheated, maybe they were, and it equal of a seriously physical, physically cheating or what? I mean, you're just not so emotionally attached to this person, and you just have to separate two years. But what? But you have spent your life with them. You've grown to love them. You've grown to know them. That at Akama, sometimes you feel that. We do not have that spark between us that I've always wanted because maybe you've always dreamed of a fairy tale kind of love and this is not what you want and you just don't want to settle for for anything less and you want them to go. But now Umesha spend na Umesha spend time with them and you've grown and you've gotten to know who they are. When you have connected to them to a certain level, they know some parts of you that you are not maybe very proud of. They know things about you that you don't think anyone else can ever know. You yeah, it just becomes more complicated. Don't tell me that you're just going to forget them and never remember this kind of things they used to do. Ama remember their laugh, remember their voices and what and oftentimes oftentimes we'll want to reach out and call them and ask them how they're doing but man if you love someone and you have walked away in good grace and you wish them good but you know that you are still somehow tied to them i don't think it is a very good it's a very good decision to always try to reach back and interrupt me with the healing process <laughs> Yeah, I think when you release things with good faith, you should let them be. And in case we're supposed to meet again in future, we will. But just let the universe do its thing. Because if it's not meant for you, then it is not meant for you. If it is meant for you, it is simply meant for you. It is that simple. Right? So you can feel something and not act on it. On that night, you're in your room, you're crying, you're drunk, you're what, you're messed up, and you just want to reach out to this person that you left a very long time ago. You want to reach out to this friend that you don't talk to anymore. And it is not because of something small, it is because of you left, your relationship was not what you wanted it to be, your friendship was not what you thought it would be then please don't reach out <clears throat> and reignite the fires that you have spent all this time dousing, man. Don't go back to the patterns. Don't call this aches up and end up in the bed again in the middle of the night, feeling worthless, feeling useless, feeling 10 times worse than how you're feeling before. It never ends well, man. You already know the patterns and sometimes you should just be <clears throat> mature enough to see to the feelings on your own without having to 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 try and reach out to people to people that you know can never help us actually because you just want to forget how you feel yeah and i'm saying this from experience man because at one point in my life i was so tied to someone and i knew they were breaking me i knew they did not care about me but i still went back time and time again because i thought that things would be better but they actually never got better i really knew yeah i knew i knew everything but i wanted to prove myself wrong and i stayed and it ended up in the same same pattern what was happening happened like seven times eight times ten times until one day i decided that you know what no, I cannot put myself through this. I am way better than this. And this is not what I want. And unless they are willing to change and be someone different, then I am not going to stay. And it is not a very easy decision, but sometimes it is just 
what needs to be done. Yeah. The another point is the gut is deeply connected to your mind. There is a physiological connection between your gastrointestinal system and serotonin production in your brain. Vargas nerve runs from gut to the head, acting as a communication device. This is why we have a gut feeling. Because our gut is connected to our brains. So sometimes when someone says, you know what? How do they say? Oh, what is the point, man? But I think you don't understand. When someone feels some type of way, they always feel it in your stomach. Sometimes when you're uncomfortable, you feel it inside your stomach. It's your brain warning you that, you know what, this is not the situation for you. You should not be here. I'm this person makes you feel uncomfortable. And you feel it inside. You feel... I think they always mask it that the butterflies, when in real sense, it should not really be like that. You should be comfortable and you should not be feeling nervous around some people. People that you're supposed to be comfortable around with. You get me? Yeah. I hope you do. So that is why. Because the reason because we always have these gut feelings now and then is because our brain is warning us. And it is connected to our intestine. So it runs from there. And it sends a message to the to the stomach. So your stomach ties up in knots. And you just feel like, you know what? Mm-mm, no. So, no, sometimes, even when I write the books, I always use the, the, the phrases like, my stomach was in notes, my watch was what. It's just always about the gut. Your gut warning you about something. Your gut feeling something that is connected to your brain. Then, into the last thoughts. The gut is always subtle and gentle. Even if it's telling you that something isn't for you, if your gut wants you to stop seeing someone or engaging in something, the impulse will be quiet. It's called a little voice, so easy to miss and so easy to shout over that feelings and instincts are different. And so when, the, when your gut tells you something, it doesn't scream at you, it doesn't yell at you, it just wants you very lightly. Like, you know what? No. No, and you, you assume it because it's a tiny voice inside your head, so... It is very easy to miss it sometimes. It's very easy to assume it because it is not shouting it to you. You know what? Run away from this thing. Don't do this thing. No. It is so easy to shout over because it is a very little voice and it is not even loud enough. Yeah, so that is why it is very easy to live with this assuming it. Going on in the life for years and years and your gut is telling you that this is wrong. But you just keep on assuming it. Keep on shouting over it. That is it. And you're missing so that is the last point and i would say that that was a very lengthy that was a very deep convo i hope you feel the same the book is the mountain is you by brianna west and it is an amazing book i made to finish it but i will make sure i write down more notes about it and we can discuss it on to our next session next session so today oh let's go to the next segment for our next segment today, I wanted to read to you guys letters I wrote to my ex-boyfriend. I know it's funny, but I, yeah, I just, I was just going through my diary the other day and I said, you know what, I wrote this some time back, so why not, why not just read them again? So I have, yeah, I'll read two letters to you guys. And, and then I, yeah, 
I'm just really it up and feel better after I do that. Then you guys can kind of judge the kind of person I was when I wrote these things. <laughs> I don't think it was so far back when I wrote this. I just, yeah, one day I was just reading my house and I said, you know what, journaling is the right way to release emotions and let me do it today. <laughs> so I'm not going to read the names, obviously, but mm-hmm, I don't think any of them anyway listens to this podcast because I don't have their numbers and what. I let them go holy because i want them to be good person good they want i want them to be better versions of themselves without me so i don't want to be stuck in their life and put on want you yeah <laughs> so yeah so i have this on july <clears throat> and it says dear xoxoxoxo <laughs> i hope life is taking you easy we parted in terms to never talk again but sometimes i wonder what i would have said maybe there wasn't anything left to say and it's why we easily disappeared out of each other's world when i met you the idea of love was so vague i thought that occasionally slipped my mind i wonder whether what we had was love at least for me cuz i'm certain it wasn't for you i pictured eternity with you i never imagined my future without you i was still the best fantasy it was still the best fantasy yet a dream turned into a lesson i saw too much good that i was blinded by the truth we were two scared people with no idea of the intimacy truth holds i was never what you wanted but all the same you took advantage your heart shattered the pieces and left me so bare it was my most traumatic heartbreak but thank you i grew from it i learned things about myself i had no idea about i survived that i still haven't found the love I desire but I'm hopeful this was a later a reminder that you did matter to me I hope you heal with much sincerity Masubo Guys this was my ever first heartbreak that just shattered me into pieces I remember it was on 31st of December I was on my bed I was crying I was so being it was so bad <laughs> because this oh my god ah it was it was the ghetto itself so it was so bad <laughs> i'm just going to tell you that and i think the fact that i ever got over this guy it is just mind blowing guys i was so so attached to him it was unhealthy it was bad and guys it wasn't true love it wasn't it wasn't maybe i did love him but what we had that wasn't love that wasn't love i swear and it has been a while yeah it has been a while anyways so this is the second letter dear xoxo uh, let me get serious so <laughs> it's just funny that i got through all these things man and i'm here and i'm laughing tell me look what up she's a heartbreak i thought i was going to die <laughs> Uh-uh. Anyway, dear XOXO, I've been running away for so long avoiding what I felt. What it was I felt. You felt something in my heart, something I'll probably never be able to describe, but I was happy. Perhaps today I got the closure I needed a chance to say bye and how, and oh how badly it hurts. By now, I would probably say I'm used to this, but the feeling isn't really as habitable as you want to believe. I don't think you owe me anything. But I'm pretty sure ghosting is never a good way around. So you guys, I wrote this later, apa hadi apa. Then it took me a whole month before I I continued writing because I think when I started writing it, I wasn't really ready to let him go. I 
no I, I wasn't i wasn't ready in my mind yet but when i completed it i just one day after two months after two months i was in my room and i just opened my diary and i landed on this page and i realized that you know what i am ready to let this one go <laughs> and i wrote <laughs> and i wrote and now i finished writing so here, here it is what i added on top of that I've never ghosted anyone, so I don't know how you feel, but I've been ghosted many times and I would never wish it on my worst enemy. I would have pardoned it once, but three times. I'm now convinced that it were not at all meant to be. I cannot end up with someone who is comfortable with me living in fear that he might decide to walk out of me in time. I don't deserve that. I started writing this two months back when I thought I was ready to let you go, but truth is, I wasn't, but today I landed on this page and realized that I have to even if I feel I'm not ready. There is no more to be said. This is all the closure I needed and I'm ready to flip this page over to the next. Goodbye. Guys, I think Tem Kwandika this later, this later, after this later, I'm sorry, I'm sorry guys, this later. <laughs> sorry. But when I started reading this later, I was I was so in my head about this guy, man. I never thought I would actually come to write a thing like we were not meant to be guys. I thought we were meant to be. What are you telling me? But when I finished this letter, I was done with him, man. I, I did not want to be involved with a guy who can treat me like that. A guy who can just walk out and reappear whenever they wanted, man. And I genuinely cared about him. I cared about him so much. And he had never given me a reason to. And to be honest, this was the first kind of... It wasn't really a relationship. This was the kind... We started off as a friendship that was very nice. And guys, I finished writing this later. And I realized that. I actually loved him, even though I had been avoiding this thing for days and I was telling myself, you know what, mm -mm, I cannot love such kind of a guy, I'm a, he's, he's just, he wasn't my type, I'm a, mm -mm. it was just, I did care about him, but he had his own demons, his own scars, but guys, man, I realized I could not put myself through that, I know, I cannot be that girl, I can never want my daughter to go through that. I remember talking to this guy one time and I told him that, you know what, I, I actually never want kids, guys. I've been thinking about this thing for a while and I do want kids. I just don't want kids with a guy who doesn't care, like, who doesn't care about me, who doesn't, who will not care about them. I want to have a daughter and a son who's going to have a present father and a present mother and it's going to be filled with so much love and so much happiness and yeah so let us just say that and in the society of today I actually don't think that is very possible but I do have faith in humanity I know that as much as Kuna Rotten peas in the pod there are just others that are there and good and I believe there are good men out there and there are good women out there and if never happened to meet them you will someday I'm, I'm, a, I'm a jam here by the way <laughs> so that is it on my derby and mm, so no, yet to Shafika November and I'm yet to fill this diary <laughs> but I'm hoping that next year man so 
what else do I have to add? That is it. As we wind up on this episode today, I would love to leave you with a quote from Tumblr. And this is what it says. I see now that the purpose of self-progress is not to pursue perfection, but to move closer to the truth of who we really are, to untangle our deepest fears and doubts and arrive in that tender, blissful place where we are free to be our purest, boundless selves. And that is it, guys. And if you are not feeling okay, I hope you're going to be fine. You're going to be okay. I know you are going to be okay because if there's one thing I'd love to tell you is that it does get better, man. In one way or another, one day, someday, everything is going to be just fine. So hold on tight. (laughs) Yeah, and that is it for today's guy. Oh my God, what have I said? And that is it for today, guys. so yeah that is it we're done and i'm going to record another episode tomorrow and that's about it adios